successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at the website, GrillNationShow.com. Hope you're having a... A good day. I know where a lot of us are still under stay-at-home orders, but uh, I, I think those are going to be uh, moving forward here soon, and we're going to have a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to have on Jeff Phillips, who's a contributor to the show. He's from Landmark National Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com. Jeff Phillips is their senior vice president. He's a, a great guy in Kansas City, if you don't know him. Uh, he's connected, uh, and he uh, is just is just a really a, a good person uh, and, and really can help you at Landmark National Bank, as well as connect you to people in the community. Uh, and we always learn some things from Jeff. And on today's show, Jeff's going to be joined by Laura Laban, who is the owner of the Culinary Center of Kansas City. Their website is caseyculinary.com. Laura is a uh, recovering attorney, and she uh, started a company 20 years ago in downtown Overland Park. It's fascinating all the different things that the Culinary Center of Kansas City does. going to look forward to hearing from her, but I want to welcome in Jeff Phillips into the show first. Jeff, how have you been? I know you've been busy with uh, PPP loans and banking and just educating everyone with the resources that exist. I get emails from your team. Uh, you've been a busy man. Yeah, it's been, uh, it has been interesting. You know, you hear these uh uh, TV commercials talking about how to take up new hobbies and all the spare time, or maybe to uh, tackle those projects that you've been putting on the back burner. And I think bankers would tell you that uh, they have never worked as hard or as long as they have in these last uh, several weeks. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's important work, and it feels uh, fulfilling because it really feels like you're um, uh, filling a critical role of helping businesses uh, deal with what's in front of them. Uh, and helping them to, um, you know, ultimately uh, uh, have a business that survives through this and um, hopefully thrives after they are able to make shifts into whatever our new reality is. That's right. Uh, before we get to our guests, I want to want to talk to you about a program that y'all do uh, called the Landmark Library. Talk to us about that and uh, upcoming books. Yeah. Well, so one of the things that we try to hold up as a value that we have is, which we've talked about before, is uh, being lifelong learners. And so whether it's the PPP program specifically, or really it's um, resources just uh, in every stage of business or helping us to be better leaders, um, you know, you kind of have to be a student uh, whenever you're running a business. Um, And so people that are are kind of lifelong learners seem to be drawn to our community. Um, and one of the things that we've tried to, to do to help facilitate that is take books that are recommended by customers and friends and recommend them to customers and friends. And really the way it works is we highlight a book. We say, Hey, this book is recommended by 
uh, so-and-so, and here's why it was impactful to them when they were running or growing their business. Uh, and we'd like to give you a free copy of it if you're interested. So folks can just simply go to our website, uh, go into library uh, in the search menu, and it'll pop up there, and it'll give you a brief description of the book. Uh, and then you just put your name and uh, email in there, and we're happy to send you a free copy. So uh, this month's is Rework. Uh, which was recommended to us by uh, Jake Shop over at Icon Architects, who you know, who's actually been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was, it was written by two guys that uh, had a program that they used internally um, to manage projects, and they ended up turning that into a business of itself. And, you know, it's different from other books in how some books will take one idea and they develop it over several chapters, Rework really is, I don't know, 40 chapters, something like that, but they're all a couple of pages long. So it's kind of these little nuggets of ideas, and some of them don't apply to you. You feel like, yeah, I've, I've, I've mastered that part of my life. Other parts actually make you really think. And so um, I think it's, you know, it's one of those that uh, you'll probably get something different out of each time you read it. Uh, but it was a good read for me, and uh, I'm, what was I'm the excited name of the book to share. Again, Jeff? It's it's rework, uh, and I, I won't say the guy's names right. It's uh, Jason F- uh, Fried and David Hannemeyer Hansen, um, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, it's a book that's been around for a little while, and uh, like I said, it'll be on our website. And for those those folks that are interested in reading it and would like a free copy, we'd be happy to send one to you. So uh, Landmark Library, you go to la- banklandmark.com and search for Landmark Library. And every, Just, yeah. Is it every month that you have a new book or every other You know, month? we're trying to do it maybe every six weeks or so. Obviously, okay. uh, we want it to be something that's just not overwhelming as people, you know, some people knock out a couple books a week. Some people, it takes three months to read a book. So we're just trying to keep it uh, kind of fresh. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to have to connect with you on some of your favorite uh, books uh, for, for leadership because I know you, you read a lot and, uh, and that's awesome. Again, banklandmark.com. We're going to have on Laura Laban on the show. Tell us about Laura and how you know her. Uh, the uh, Culinary Center of Kansas City, they do all kinds of cool stuff. Frankly, I can't wait to check it out and check out her space when uh, the stay at home is over. Yeah, so uh, Laura has uh, become a friend, uh, met her through a couple of different mutual acquaintances. Um, the thing about Laura is that uh, you will be moved to action when you visit with Laura. Uh, she will uh, stir something in you that makes you want to um, live your life different or approach something different or just have the energy to tackle something that maybe you've been putting off. So I'm excited for everybody to hear from her. If you want a secret on the best gift that you can give somebody is you go there and you buy a gift certificate and you give that to folks for them to use at either a cooking class or for some of their chef prepared uh, meals that they have in their uh, refrigeration. Um, it is amazing. People just rave about that being a gift. I can't wait to check that out. I'm always looking for new ideas for new gifts. And uh, yeah. We'll get into why uh, bringing people into these things, why it works so well, uh, you know, bringing people together. I know you had a holiday party there uh, yeah. at some point and, and checked it out. We're, we're both uh, professional eaters. We're not professional cooks, Jeff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they make it They make it to where it's not intimidating, though. It's actually it's a worthwhile and you'll hear the different ways. You know, she's done a good job of building a business that's got multiple uh, uh, customer engagements. And so it's not just a place that you go to get food or 
a place that you go to host your event. I mean, you can interact with her in a lot of different ways, but you'll find some consistency, I think, in those interactions and about why they do those um, and kind of the feelings that uh, they want people to feel whenever they interact with them. Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President at Landmark National Bank. Banklandmark.com is with me today on the Grill Nation show. After the break, we're going to be talking to Laura Laban, who is uh, uh, the owner of the Culinary Center of Kansas City. Their website is caseyculinary.com. We're going to talk about Laura's story. Again, she actually used to be a lawyer uh, and decided, you know what? I really enjoy the tradition of cooking, uh, bringing people together, and started this business over 20 years ago in downtown Overland Park which is now uh, is, is, is doing very well. She was an early investor in that area. Uh, amazing lady. We're going to get all into her company, how she's adapted to COVID-19 pandemic, some upcoming events, what they do there, all kinds of great information. It's her best advice for entrepreneurs, her best advice for people in general. Laura is really going to bring it on today's show. Again, Laura Laban and Jeff Phillips are with me on the Grill Nation show. You're listening to 980 AM and iTunes via podcast. Uh, We thank you for joining us today, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Again, as always, on the radio show, I appreciate you listening as well, uh, whether you're uh, moving around on the iTunes and the podcast. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to thank Jeff Phillips for uh, joining us again today, Senior Vice President at Landmark National Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com. And now I want Jeff actually to introduce our guest today. Uh, Laura Laban is, is, is uh, referred to as the main dish. She's the founder of the Culinary Center of Kansas City. Their website is caseyculinary.com. Lots to talk about, uh, a lot of different things about business, about growth, about changing careers, a lot about entrepreneurship, a lot about food and cooking. It's going to be a fun show today. So, Jeff, I'll let you uh, you start off the show today uh, as far as this interview with Laura. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for having us. And I'm excited for the listeners to hear from Laura. Um, she's just a, a fun person to visit with. She's full of energy. And um, I just like how honest uh, she is. And, um, you know, every time I walk away, I just walk away uh, from a conversation with her uh, inspired. So, uh, Laura is um, running the show over at the Culinary Center of Kansas City down in uh, uh, Old OP. Um, they do all sorts of stuff for both individuals and uh, organizations. And uh, they were actually the host for our holiday party um, this year. And to a person, everybody uh, on their way out or followed up with me after and said, that place is awesome. The food was amazing. The uh, crew that was working it was exceptional. And the space was just so in, uh, intimate and just memorable. So um, I'm excited for us to hear kind of how she came up with that, uh, how uh, things are going there. Um, and hopefully people will be able to check it out at some point in the near future. 
So, Laura, first off, uh, we both went to St. Pius, I noticed on your bio, uh, <laughs> and you're also a, uh, an attorney by trade. So tell us about your background. I know you, uh, you started off as a lawyer and then you transitioned into a business owner. Well, actually, the St. Pius that I went to is south of St. Louis. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. You went to the one here with their brother and sister I, schools. I heard of the St. Louis one, too, but I had to throw that out. Yeah. You're right. Dang it. Yeah, well, at least it. we have that in common. Same that's name. It, right. right. Um, yes. Um, actually, uh, I started out with the Federal Reserve Bank. I was mm-hmm. a holding company analyst um, out of, went to college in three years and went straight over there and uh, quickly realized that. I didn't care working for the government, um, and that's when I decided to go to law school, and uh, I went to law school here in Kansas City at UMKC, and during my second year, started with the uh, law firm Polsonelli, and was there about seven to eight years, and then went on to do some uh, public finance and securities uh, with Gilmore and Bell, and kept doing that, and uh, let's see, probably... Oh my gosh, um, five, six years later is when I uh, kind of cultivated the idea of starting a culinary arts center here in Kansas City. Why did you decide to do that? I mean, I, I don't know many lawyers and people that work for the Fed that decide I want to start a culinary arts institute in Kansas City. So <laughs> no. talk to us more about that decision. Yeah. Uh, it's been in business now for over 20 years. So it's kind of. That's a- right. We're going on 22, which just kind of blows me away. Um, You know, I knew when I practiced law that um, I really enjoyed the practice of law. I really did. I loved the intellectual challenge it had, but I I knew that sitting in that office on the 40th floor of one Kansas City place was making me crazy. It was robbing my soul. Uh, And so I just, uh, it's a longer story, but I had some preterm labor involved when I was working for uh, Gilmore and Bell doing some public finance. And uh, I was on my back for a while, and I said, you know, what is it that makes me happy? What makes me tick? And I had already started teaching some classes at Penn Valley, Mm -hmm. cooking classes called uh, Cuisines of the World. And I grew up in a German community south of St. Louis called Festus Crystal City. And everybody, we knew how to cook. Everybody did. And it's really what brought everyone around the table. So that was part of who I was. And that's where I wanted to get back to. And I have a pretty healthy dose of, um, of fearlessness. And uh, I've done this long enough in my life. And I just decided to put together something that I thought people wanted. Mm-hmm. And that was the Culinary Center. Did anything like this exist at the time? Or is there anything near your vision? Or is it just you guys just started? It was, it was brand new in Kansas City. I know you yeah. you located in downtown Overland Park. I mean... Talk to us about kind of where you all started and and what you were focused on. You know, I knew that I wanted to start a business that was different. I knew I wanted to draw on um, my love and my belief in that magic happens around the table. And that a lot of people, um, skills are honed around a table and big decisions are made around the table. So starting the Culinary Center to me was filling a hole. I didn't think there was anything like it. Um, it is not a cooking store. It's not a, uh, you know, a Williamson-Noma type situation where we're selling product. I really wanted to focus on the education. But really, um, it, it came from a concept that I was born um, and raised in that small town. And I saw everybody moving away. 
and I saw what was uh, the culture that wasn't being passed on, but that I grew up with. And I thought, I know that there are people out there that really want that. So the concept behind this was it was going to be teachers who were certainly professionals, but also somebody who just knew how to make povetita, but maybe didn't even know how to boil water, but they could make their grandma's recipe. And that's how it started. Um, with We had about 30 classes um, to start with in, at the Culinary Center. It was about half the size. And then we quickly went into doing interactive team building and interactive models, um, really almost by force because um, the principal at St. Elizabeth School actually asked me if I would do it. And I said no twice. And then I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so therein, you know, history was made, I suppose. And today you have over 600 cooking classes, probably more at some points, uh, interactive. Uh, you've done all kinds of stuff there to grow it. Why, why did you uh, choose Overland Park, downtown Overland Park? Um, I looked a lot of different places and at a lot of different models for what would be the culinary center. And I kept focusing on the demographics that would be able to um, have the time and the dollars, quite frankly, but still be able to come to a place that had life that was vibrant. And I kept focusing my um, efforts toward uh, downtown Overland Park. Um, it's also safe. Um, it, you know, a lot of people that's important as well. But turns out the demographics um, have continued to be pretty consistent um, for this business. And uh, it's I think that's contributed. Jeff, you had a great question off air about, um, uh, you know, this whole working in these in, in the cooking classes and, and, and why it's impactful. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I hear over and over again is um, people talk about the experience they had in team building uh, with uh, cooking classes or demonstrations, but really uh, being hosted there by Laura and her group. So I was wondering, Laura, is there is there something special about, I mean, do you all have like a certain curriculum that you like to use or is it something about being gathered around a table like you mentioned that is so impactful? I think that foodies are different. So people that are wanting to learn how to cook are one part of um, what makes up our cooking class people. But it also is people looking for entertainment and looking for ways to improve their life, um, kind of balancing their life. From an interactive team building model or an interactive um, cooking party model, I think um, it levels the playing field when you put people in the kitchen. So we found that in our team buildings that we don't really care who's the boss. We don't really want to know who the, who the boss is. When we give our feedback throughout that, it's it the uh, people there really like the fact that we can pick up on their personalities. Um, and I think that everybody has a say. So, for example, um, if, if we had a group of 50 in the house and uh, there was a group of six or seven that I was working with, let's say, um, I got to write down notes and give feedback back as they created um, uh, food from mystery boxes of ingredients. And I might be able to, to say and then give that feedback to everyone, the entire group later, that so-and-so who um, turns out to be the um, secretary of the boss or something really has a lot of leadership skills and she just needs to be heard. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also fun to kind of poke fun at some of the people who can't stay at the table, who need to be out talking, who, you know, the first things that come out of people's mouths are things like, uh, you know, my wife won't let me in the kitchen, you know, um, the personalities come out. So it evens the playing field. And I think that's what people like. Plus, you know, we created a, um, a saying or a motto um, several years ago after the food TV um, craze started. And that is the following. You can't lift the ball watching the food channel. Because people would say, aren't you afraid that the Food Channel is going to give it for free? And I said, you can't touch it, taste it, feel it, smell it, eat it. You cannot do that. And that will never go away. And that's been really the case. Very interesting. Laura Laban is our guest along with Jeff Phillips. Laura is the owner of the Culinary Center of Kansas City. Their website is kcculinary.com. When we come back from the break, I want to talk more about kind of the growth of the company, some of the things that uh, classes you can take, what, you know, what types of ages use this, are, you know, how many instructors are there, what, what types of teachings do you do, and, and talk more about kind of how you're adapting during the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic. I'm with Laura Laban today from the Culinary Center of Kansas City and Jeff Phillips from Landmark National Bank. Thanks for joining us today on The Grill Nation Show. Look around you. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Again, you connect with me on social media at Jason Grill on all social medias and you can find us online at grillnationshow.com i want to thank landmark national bank and jeff phillips senior vice president at banklandmark.com for bringing on an awesome guest today laura laban who is the owner of the culinary center of kansas city the website is kcculinary.com they are a unbelievable place that offers so many different things uh and dedicated to the appreciation and cultivation of food wine and culinary tradition through cooking classes and interactive parties and events, et cetera. So many different things you can look at. It's all on kcculinary.com. Laura, um, first off, uh, before we get into kind of some of the nuts and bolts, I want to know kind of how you are adjusting during this, uh, this pandemic of, of stay-at-home orders <clears throat> and just the things that we've been through the last few months with an organization essentially that welcomes people getting together to cook food. I mean, how, how have you, uh, how have you evolved? I guess you would say now that we're, we're, we're starting businesses over here in the near future. Well, I guess, first of all, um, how long is your show? Because <laughs> a lot has happened. You know, it tests an entrepreneurial makeup of someone. Uh, definitely something like this. I think that having been around granny's barn before has helped, um, having gone through 2008 and gone through a bad divorce and gone through nine 11 with this business. Um, it, that helps deal. Um, I tend to do well in chaotic situations, but, um, I, this is, uh, kind of extraordinary because we didn't really create it. We didn't have anything to do with it, but we are stuck with it, trying to deal with it. So 
I feel like, you know, philosophically, I have a choice on how I can deal with this. Um, and I can choose to, you know, say poor me or be upset, or I can choose to try to be creative and rely on what got us here and see if that will get us down the road. It's, um, it's interesting because you have so many more people cooking now than I would assume than ever before. I mean, we're talking about Zoom true. dates where people are cooking in different houses to watch each other. We're, I mean, everyone's going to the grocery store. There's just yes. more time for people. But at the same time, they yeah. can't come into your studio uh, mm-hmm. or your kitchen well, at this point. they kind of can um, because yeah. what we immediately – we've been talking about doing some online classes anyway. And so we kind of put some rocket fuel in that and went ahead and started doing that. And um, Virtual so learning. We, yeah, and uh, they did – We our first one was uh, – was kind of an experiment, but the one that we really kind of went out and, and uh, pushed a lot was a macaron class, a French macaron class. And uh, those are good. We had, a, we had an amazing um, response to that. Um, so we had to redo and relook at how we do things. Uh, they couldn't be very long. They, you know, certain things that you have to do with those, but um, it is definitely the wave of the future. Um, we see ourselves actually continuing to do some online but still sticking with what kind of brought us here, uh, and that is our on-site classes. So that's exactly what I thought when this came about. How? What do people need? And if you get into those customer shoes, they're gonna. They need to know. Oh, they may not want to cook, but they're gonna have to. So we did that um, free Facebook Live. Um, mm-hmm. They may want entertainment. They want something to do. They may not know what to where to. They don't know where to get foods. We also sell chef-prepared frozen dishes, so we ramp that up quite a bit. And then we started our Friday night curbside parties or dinner pickups. And that has been um, really interesting because I did not realize the level of, of desire people have for wanting entertainment and just something that's good, for, good food. Mm-hmm. And so the first one we did, um, we had uh, Slim Hansen from Slim Hansen, the poor choices. He was singing as they picked up their stuff in the back. It was a lot of fun. And so we've done a fish fry. We've done a tamalada party. Um, we're just trying to uh, increase um, cash flow, as you can imagine, and uh, stay relevant, stay positive, and um, rely on our creativity with a limited group of people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the biggest picture. Well, you guys, I mean, just from looking at the website, and Jeff, chime in here on kcculinary.com. I mean, it seems like you, have, you offer so many different types of things. I mean, really as far do. as, yeah, you, you, you even, you know, you do the pop-up stuff, you do the, the hundreds of different cooking classes, you have parties, you have uh, a shop inside there. I mean, there's so many different things you guys have really evolved into. And as an entrepreneur, as someone like yourself, who's pretty, pretty bright and understands all these things. I mean, it seems like you throughout your career have managed to, to be a true uh, person that can handle a lot of different balls in here and, well, and, and, um, and issues. You know, Jason, um, I believe personally and everybody who works at the Culinary Center shares that same passion and belief or they wouldn't be there. And that is that we believe that um, we our job is to create experiences around the culinary arts. Um, That is a conceptual thing. And we have to figure out how we're going to do that and how we're going to make enough dollars to survive, of course. But what's been interesting is the ability to be agile. And I think that's what a small business is able to do much easier than a large business. If we make a decision in the morning that we want to do something in the afternoon, we can execute and implement, you know, 
Mm -hmm. Um, One of the best examples of that that I could think of really that's been a success is our All Hands for Hunger um, model for our interactive um, team buildings and parties. And that's where people come together and cook for for -for not-for-profits, specifically to the needs of the not-for-profits. And uh, we have a member of the not-for-profits come. And uh, they package, they put words of encouragement, and then the not-for-profit picks up, and then they sit down and eat what they've also made. So that came straight from uh, the recession because we lost over half of our team-building income, and that is what keeps us in business. So I started asking my clients, okay, you don't have team-building dollars, what do you have? And they had community service that was did not go away. Um, so out of that was born idea. And to this day, we still do it. And I mean, taking it a step further, I'm in um, discussions right now with starting to be a part of the KC Chefs Collective. Um, And that is where um, we will start identifying and be hooked up with uh, various needs of not-for-profits and uh, people who are hungry, who don't have food. And that should start at the end of this week, next week. So personal favorite of mine. It is, awesome. is uh, it was something, if I was going to leave a legacy, I've always said I wanted to leave a legacy around uh, that kind of a closed end operation where we combined team building with um, using food that was left over from the farmers or whatever, mm-hmm. and then creating, you know, food that goes out the front door, teaching people how to cook, teaching people in the industry how to cook, all of that together and have it be a not-for-profit. So I'm pretty excited to be a part of that, oddly enough, in this time. You know, the thing that I find so fascinating about that, Laura, is um, I'm sure you read uh, Simon Sinek's Start With Why. It's very mm-hmm. obvious that like uh, the why is what drives you, um, and then yes. that informs the how, and then the how informs the what, ultimately. I mean, you haven't positioned the culinary center as, here is our product, and then when something like this happens, whether or not that product is relevant is mm-hmm. completely up to the buyer. You said, here is why we exist. And then the way that that uh, shifts based on needs or the economics or social settings or whatever, the why is still very consistent. I mean, that is very obvious whenever I just heard you uh, talk about Mm, the culinary center. That's, um, uh, I think that's really true. Whenever I left the practice of law and there's nothing wrong with practice of law, it just wasn't, like I said, feeding my soul. I knew that I didn't want to do anything that didn't have some sort of a focus and meaning, a bigger picture meaning. And that could be as simple as creating a work, um, a work environment that made sense, that, that was different. And people said I couldn't do it. And sometimes I didn't, <laughs> but overall I did. You're right. I'm, I'm extremely driven by that. And uh, I'm proud to be driven by that. You just have to be agile. Um, that's the biggest picture. Um, there's a lot of squirming that goes along with this. There's a lot of sleepless nights. Um, you know, in the last four weeks, not a lot of sleep for me because I worry about my people and, and I worry about a lot of things. I worry about what we look like when this is done. Mm-hmm. But when it boils right down to it, you have to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I don't know how to best to um, say that other than just to trust, you have to trust your guts when you're going through this and, and just hope, you know. One thing I want to mention too, is you guys offer classes for novice chefs like myself or cooks Mm -hmm. who 
know how to put a frozen pizza in the oven. Uh, to That's the second that... time you've said frozen pizza. We've <laughs> got some quarantine. work to do. It, it's a stay at home. No, um, no, we've uh, got no. work to do, friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you uh, you guys also, you know, cater to people who are, are pretty good uh, at cooking, but also kids, I understand, uh, yes. that want to learn how to cook. I mean, all ages, essentially, and with so many different offerings. Uh, if you have a passion for cooking, experience or no experience, you guys can work with them. And I know you have a lot of different instructors. We do. We do Um, have a lot of instructors, really, really good ones. Barbecue ones off the, off the charts. (laughs) We have a minute left, Jeff. Jeff, let me, with a minute left in the segment, just tell me what your experience was like when you went there for your party. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the, um, what did you cook up, Jeff? I did not. Uh, I did not. I am trouble. I'm a professional eater, and so I, I know what I'm good at, and I focus on that. Um, no, I think the. I mean the the dishes themselves are so amazing, and then you ask her, you know, or you find out, okay, how do you make this? And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I know there's a lot of talent and experience that go into that, but that seems almost too simple. Um, the, um, so the food is amazing, but also is like very, you feel like you could do it given the right guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, the space is just awesome too. It's just a setting that really kind of uh, makes it to where you don't feel on a stage or you don't feel like you're, you know, being judged or anything. There's these cool old uh, barrel roofed uh, rooms. And you really and feel let, like you're Jim, in somebody's kitchen. Let's talk about more after the break on that yeah. note. Uh, you're listening to the Grill Nation show here at 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Welcome back to our final segment on the Grill Nation show today. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again on 980 AM or on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Uh, I want to thank our guests today, Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President at, at uh, Landmark National Bank, banklandmark.com, and Laura Laban, who is the uh, main dish, quote, uh, unquote, and the owner of the Culinary Center of Kansas City. Their website is kcculinary.com. I'm excited to, one, try their their food offerings and also to, at some point, take a class in person. Uh, Laura, I want to bring you back here. I want to talk about kind of the food options. You mentioned some of the things that you've evolved with during the stay-at-home quarantine and shutdown of some businesses. Talk to us about that because I know you guys have a lot of different food offerings for people, and I'm sure you're going to have more ideas around that as well. So tell us what you guys are doing as far as the uh, pickups, frozen food, but also some of your days that you have set for hot foods. We had a program um, with our Chef Prepared Frozen Dishes prior. We just ramped it up. And uh, then we added that curbside dinner pickup concept, and we kind of turned it into an event. And uh, in fact, the second one we did when we brought the food out to your car, we had one of our folks dressed like Julia Child. It was hilarious. Um, people loved that. They were socialing it and, you know, taking pictures. It was great fun. But I think that what we've learned from that is that people love that kind of entertainment and maybe more so right now. But what I thought we would do with that in the future is just 
baby step that to kind of a Friday night party situation where it could even be a parking lot party with a band, or maybe it's, you know, um, you can come inside to grab dinner and see how we, I think that there are ways to provide an entertainment option that could change the way we do things at the center, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, you potentially will do stuff on uh, Cinco de Mayo and, and other big holiday type stuff as well. Yeah. Right now we're planning on doing a, a taco El Pastor kit next Tuesday and um, it, I'll have to get on our email and you can learn about it first because we sell out. <laughs> definitely. We'll we definitely more follow you on social media as well. Yeah. Um, Jeff, you were talking about the spaces and I, and I looked into it uh, in your, in your over, Overland Park, downtown Overland Park, 6,500 square foot facility. There is two testing kitchens and event spaces. Jeff, you, I want to know your opinion first of like you were, you're starting to talk about why they were so cool and why you, what you thought of them. And then we'll, we'll go back to Laura about some of the, the reasoning behind that. Yeah. Well, I, I just know from personal experience that um, the, the space itself really is a complement to uh, the experience that you have there um, with the staff as well as the, obviously the, food and drink but it just flows really nicely it's way bigger than you think it is um, but it creates these natural pockets for people to get together and uh, visit and like I mentioned you feel like you're in somebody's kitchen so you don't feel it's not this cold square box that people are hanging Christmas lights from to try to make feel intimate it really is a space that and makes you feel a certain way. And that was the thing that I've always appreciated about Laura is that's the, one of the first questions out of her mouth is uh, what are you trying to, what do you want people to feel uh, at this event? And she will uh, gear it uh, around kind of um, the pieces to it that ultimately culminate in how people feel when they attend that event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell us about that, Laura, because I noticed you had a Tuscan feel potentially to one Napa feel and a Colorado feel all rolled into one. Well, we, we named the three areas, uh, the Tuscan kitchen, the Santa Fe kitchen, and the Sonoma kitchen uh, early on, and they just kind of stuck. You know, People the, all love uh, those areas, so that's that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's smoke and mirrors, man. It's all smoke and mirrors. No. Listen, it is, from the very beginning, I knew I wanted to create a space that was inviting. I knew I wanted that people to come in and know this is, these guys know what they're doing, but I feel comfortable learning or you know, having cocktails with friends at a company party or whatever. So um, we uh, also, we wanted it to feel uh, really inviting and colorful and feel kind of like you're in somebody's kitchen, but more. And um, it's, it's worked for us. We like, we have a lot of whimsy um, in what we do. And I don't believe that we should take life seriously. Even now, um, I think that humor is really important and that, kind of drives how what we do and how we look. Laura, you guys, you said you were on social media and you guys post a lot of, there's potentially we some do. Facebook Live type things. What, where are you guys at on social media? Just so I Well, know. today, today at one on Tuesdays, um, our lead instructor, Chef, Chef, uh, Jill Garcia Schmidt, who by the way was born to do this, is doing a, fo- a live Facebook feed um, and it's and free. Your, your Facebook page? It's on our Facebook page and it's at one o'clock on Tuesdays. And basically it's called, Hey, good looking what you got cooking. And we started it in response to 
um, the knowledge that a lot of people were home and they did they had stuff in their refrigerator that they didn't know what to do with or their pantry. So we use it as a learning um, possibility, and it's it's been hilarious. It's been a great fun for her. I'm, already, and, I'm putting in your uh, your uh, searching for you on Facebook right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, and it's just so I can watch these things. You should. Yeah, it keeps it keeps us relevant. It it, it provides some entertainment for people and um, some education. It's, uh, we're uh, also KC Culinary is what your right. uh, handle is on Facebook. Right, right. Uh, and um, the first uh, on-site class that we are hoping to have, of course, we're following the news just like anyone else, is scheduled for May 16th on Saturday. We'll have two classes, one in the day. That is a um, healthy eating class. Um, it's um, and then in the evening we have a pizza party. Talk about pizza. There you go. And uh, Jill, Chef Jill is going to uh, lead that one. And we have some things in place that are going to make people feel really safe and comfortable coming back together in smaller groups. Um, we're going to keep those groups smaller for a while. We're going to make all of our classes demo only, no hands-on through the end of May, and then mm-hmm. we'll see how. Th- from there with a few minutes left of the show i'm kind of curious um you know what to hear from laura kind of what her best advice is for someone who may be a uh, an attorney sitting in an office who's sick of <laughs> filing papers and or a, a person working in a big business uh about best advice for them or best advice for entrepreneurs and a focus that she's kind of lived by throughout over 20 years of, of running her own business yeah i'd love to hear that laura is she's kind of the epitome when we talk about the power of connection um, she is willing to give advice, but is also expecting you to provide advice and she will lean on you. Um, and she's been involved in some, is involved in some really uh, powerful organizations. So I'd love to hear from you, Laura, as to, you know, what, what's kind of top of mind for you uh, that you're willing to pass on as a lesson learned. As a lawyer, as a recovering lawyer, it was always required to know all the answers. That's a lot of pressure for anybody. I'm sure, Jason, you remember that when you practiced. Um, yep. The, um, what, what I know now after being involved with the Hellsburg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program for 13 years and um, Women Who Mean Business, and you, you have to clear the decks. You kind of got to feng shui things and ask for help and ask and let other people um, step in. And that's been uh, especially um, true lately because uh, one person doesn't have the bandwidth to deal with everything that's happening. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice that I could give anyone, not just recovering lawyers, although I have a lot of things I could say about that, is to be fearless and to know that um, life is too short to do the same thing the whole time. If you really have something that speaks to your heart, um, whenever I speak in front of people, I always ask them at the beginning to close their eyes and raise their hand if they are unhappy mm-hmm. with their current position and only I can see that. And it's almost all always 75 to 85%. And that, that, that is great. That is great advice. Uh, Laura Laban has been on the show. CaseyCulinary.com, the culinary center of Kansas city, uh, Jeff Phillips, landmark national bank, bank landmark. I appreciate both of your time today and uh, Laura congrats on your success. Thank you. Wish me luck. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.